0: This is Where We Live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy nall We're all readjusting now that coronavirus is spreading around the country. Now, how will lawmakers in Washington handle this pandemic and the impacts it will have on our daily lives, our children, our economy? Today, where we live, 1st District Congressman John Larson joins us remotely to answer our questions and yours. Here's the number to call in, 888-720-9677, that's 888 720 wmpr As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, just search where we live and add your question there. I want to welcome Congressman John Larson to the show. Again, he's joining us via Zoom. Congressman Larson, happy St. Paddy's Day.
2: Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, lass.
0: Now I can't see you. Are you wearing green?
2: (laughs) Of course I'm wearing green. You know, Colin McEnroe would have it no other way.
0: (laughs) Well, before we start talking about what you're working on um, as a congressman, I mentioned how all of us are are readjusting our routines, our daily lives. I want to know how the spread of coronavirus in the United States has impacted your life. What routines have you changed?
2: Uh, just about everything, uh, especially when you're, uh, in, uh, the business of governing and politics, which is socially intense, uh, essentially, uh, most things that we normally would do have been canceled and keeping social distance for people that are normally used to shaking hands and greeting people, uh, is, uh, a challenge in and of itself, but, uh, uh Frankly, it's uh, uh, something that I hope everybody's uh, observing.
0: Now, how did you travel back to Connecticut from D.C.? What precautions did you take, Congressman?
2: Well, the same thing. You know, we traveled by plane. And uh, actually, the airlines were very good about it in terms of talking about I really didn't know that much about the air filters and what they do. But as it relates to uh, the coronavirus and how it spread with, uh, with droplets, it's actually the air within an airplane, if you direct it down and as long as you're sanitizing your hands and you have uh, wipes and you wipe things off around you it was uh quite okay i would note that coming back from washington uh the plane was not very filled so and the airport was uh sparsely populated uh and that was just this past saturday
0: I understand your offices are no longer taking constituent visits, but what are you hearing from your constituents about COVID-19? What are you telling them?
2: Well, actually, what we've done is we had the uh, second of our teletown halls, and we had close to 3,000 people uh, on the uh, call yesterday. Now, we were able to take about 20 or so questions in the uh, almost two hours that we were uh, on the phone. But they're pretty common sense uh, questions. Uh, they they want to know about vaccines. Uh, they want to know about how long it will last, uh, what impact it's going to have uh, with school closings, uh, how will the paid leave bill work, uh, how operational it is, and what else uh, Congress intends to do. And it also provided us an opportunity to just uh, reiterate uh, what the CDC has uh, recommended. Uh, That's the Center for uh, Disease Control. And uh, uh, Dr. Fauci also, and what he Mm -hmm. has been saying uh, repeatedly. And uh, I think people have, they were very courteous and people, I think, found it uh, helpful. Uh, This is true of the entire delegation. I believe Joe Courtney's doing one, A town hall today, Rosa DeLauro on Wednesday. I know Johanna Hayes is planning to do one as well as uh, Jim Hines. And uh, as you're probably aware, uh, Chris Murphy and Dick Blumenthal are in Washington passing, hopefully passing, the legislation that we adopted on Saturday.
0: And before we talk about the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, I do want sure. to open up the lines to our listeners who have questions, again, for Congressman John Larson, a longtime uh, member of congressional, the Connecticut's congressional delegation. He represents the 1st District. You can join us, 888-720-9677, or again, find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Uh, again, Congressman Larson is joining us via Zoom today remotely. We're trying to do our best with social distancing, even as a live call in talk show, trying to get our guests to join remotely. Uh, Mark is calling from Oakville. Mark, you're on the show.
1: Hi. Uh, can you hear me?
0: Yes, go ahead, Mark. Yes, I can.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Yeah, this is uh, Mark. Uh, so, my kid's out of school for two weeks. We're fine. We can handle that. Um, we've got food, we've got money. Uh, we can uh, we can sustain ourselves. The President uh, says that this could go on until August. We're okay. Um, I've got food. We're resourceful. There's I think a, a
2: majority
1: of Americans or are, are, are people are not going to be able to sustain themselves until August. They're going to run out of money. Uh, the unemployment system if every single person in Connecticut were to file would be completely overwhelmed. So that People are not going to get unemployment. Uh, People are going to run out of money. Then they're going to run out of food. Uh, And when people run out of food, I think things are going to get really, really potentially dicey. And throwing money at the markets is not going to help a family of four put food on the table. Uh, What the government needs to do, and they need to do this unequivocally and immediately, is cut checks for every uh, family of four, uh, you know, makes a certain amount of money, they get 5000 Other family get four. So they, I don't know. But giving money to the markets so that they can piss it away, excuse me, um, uh, gambling on us uh, is uh, completely irresponsible and lacks all kinds of leadership and just shows that uh, democracy in this country really uh, works for you if you're rich, Uh, I'll take the comments off the air.
0: All right. Mark, thank you for calling in. Uh, Congressman uh, John Larson, so many people worried about what coronavirus will be doing to our economy, not only across this country, but in our local communities. What can you tell, Mark, about um, how you're thinking about this and what the Congress should do?
2: First of all, I thank him uh, for his opinion, and I'm glad to hear that he and his family are going to be fine. Uh, Let us hope and I think finally the president has gone from uh, the position where this wasn't going to happen and could be gone in a couple of weeks to uh, listening to the uh, healthcare care uh, professionals and the scientists and also uh, being able to observe what's going on around the globe. This is a global pandemic and uh, uh, clearly it's going to present its challenges. But uh, this is a time when we need to turn to government uh, and work together. And especially uh, even with uh, uh, some of the concerns about the immediate reaction of the administration uh, that has been voiced by uh, a number of us, including the entire Connecticut uh, uh, delegation with with respect to the timeliness of the response Uh, It's now up to all of us to focus on what we have to do in the most preventative uh, way that we can to minimize the impact of this and make sure that we're doing uh, what people need to make them safe and secure as we go through this process. What do you think about uh,
0: the president's uh, stimulus, $850 billion package to counter economic fallout? Can that help people like Mark in Oakville?
2: Well, uh, Mark sounds like he's going to be okay, but what we have to do is help people in general. I think the first thing we have to do is take it. And what we did with the legislation is focus on uh, people, uh, both in terms of people that will be immediately impacted by layoff, layoffs, depending, or furloughs, depending upon what sectors of the economy that they're in. You know, when you close, you um, you know, your theaters when you close and and even if not many tears are shed when you close uh, professional basketball or Major League Baseball or uh, the National Hockey League, but all the vendors and all the people that work in those venues and uh, everybody, you know, from parking attendants uh, to vendors that supply these things, uh, the airports, uh, people that are displaced because as in Mark's situation, you have young kids and they're going to be home. Uh, this is uh, this is going to create change, uh, but it's change, I think, that is necessary and required. I want to compliment the governor of the state of Connecticut for uh, acting in both a very timely and decisive factor. Everything that we hear from the scientists and the people at the CDC is the reason that we talk so much about social distancing is the way to prevent the exponential spreading of this disease is to have less contact, especially in densely populated areas and uh, with people where willingly or unwillingly you may be spreading uh, this virus. And so to limit that impact early will help us in terms of shortening the duration and length of this virus, Congressman. Can we this, talk
0: about the coronavirus again? This family's first coronavirus response act. The House passed it on Saturday. It's now before the Senate, I believe. So, talking specifically about working class families, what are some of the things in this act that can help them?
2: Well, the first thing is that every family, once once anyone is uh, comes down with the symptoms, the most important thing is that they get tested. And so the first thing that was accomplished is that testing will be made available to everyone, whether you have insurance or don't have insurance, whether you have a copay or not, the testing is free. And anyone who comes down with the symptoms should, A, contact their doctor or health professional first. If you don't have one, then in Connecticut, you should call uh, 211- and that number, uh, at that number, you will get the assistance, and they will walk you through what you should do, and then go uh, get tested. Uh, so, testing is the most important thing, and that's and that's free. We also pass paid family and medical leave. Uh, it's temporary, but nonetheless, especially for people with uh, 500 or fewer employees. Uh, And that's uh, a number of people here in the state of Connecticut will now be able to, uh, and their employers will be compensated for it, will all be able to take uh, sick leave or if they themselves contract the virus or they have to take care of someone at home or in the case of school closures, if you have young children, et cetera, and all the stresses that this is placing. Uh, on uh, uh, on society uh, currently. And unemployment
0: uh, benefits, Congressman?
2: Yes, unemployment benefits are are going to be are going to be enhanced and those, those monies will go back to the states. And uh, not all sectors are going to be uh, uh, laid off. Uh, and uh, uh, Mark painted a very foreboding, picture, but let us hope that we get out front of this and manage it and uh, utilize uh, telecommunication to help out and work from home, et cetera, and be as least disruptive as we possibly uh, can. And it's going to be a combination of several things, including we've had two tranches of legislation, one where we passed uh, $800 billion dollars, of money that's going back to the uh, states primarily 3.4 billion for public health and social services 1.9 billion for the center for disease control 900 million for research at the national institute for health 20 million for the small business administration for loans Uh, and we heard a lot of questions about loans in my businesses Uh, both yesterday on the line and calls that we're taking. I'm meeting with business people in the district later on as well. And uh, we also uh, passed last week uh, the... uh, Paid leave, as I mentioned as well.
0: Uh, Congressman John Larson, I wanted to uh, open up our lines again to our listeners who have questions for you. Congressman John Larson, representing Connecticut's first congressional district, the number 888 720 9677. Sue is calling from Newtown. Sue, you're on the show. Hi, how are you guys? Thank you. Doing, for doing okay. Good.
3: Good. Uh, my question was Is there any kind of legislation or effort? to help with some temporary funding or support for artists, performing artists specifically. Um, it hits home personally because our 27-year-old son is a professional jazz bass player in Manhattan, um, and I'm going to go pick him up on Friday and bring him home because he has no gigs. Everything's canceled. All the clubs and stuff, of course, are closed. But this is widespread. It's not just, you know, jazz bass players, it's dancers and all the Broadway artists and all the scenic artists that are behind the scene. Anybody in the gig economy. Mm. Um, you know, obviously families need support too, but these individual artists need help. So I'm just wondering if there's anything in the offering that could help these folks.
0: Thank you, Sue, uh, for your call, and hopefully you can connect with our producer. We are hoping to do a show on the gig economy on Friday, but Congressman Larson, your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah, no, she's absolutely right, and we've heard from people right here in, in Hartford, and whether people are at the Athenaeum or people are in, employed in the entertainment business, whether you work in a museum or uh, whatever, or you're part of the arts community, yes, uh, we will. the money that will be made available, both in terms of uh, unemployment and that is going back to the States, uh, will impact uh Uh, them as well. And so uh, we're also looking at another tranche of money that we hope to uh, uh, provide uh, for further economic stimulus and development, uh, investment in infrastructure, and uh, also, quite frankly, for the uh, most vulnerable among us, which are the elderly, we're looking to, uh, I'm initiating initiating a bill to expand Social Security uh, in the short term. I think it should be done in the long term as well. Uh, We believe this of family and medical leave as well. But uh, all these uh, questions, by the way, Lucy, are are very helpful too because it will uh, uh, help us uh, as we uh, go back to Washington and try to uh, provide uh, the policymakers with uh, other concepts and ideas. But uh, if you're let go or furloughed without pay due to uh, and any of the economic impacts due to the uh, coronavirus, uh, you're eligible for unemployment benefits. And uh, uh, so uh, that would be the case Uh uh, with, uh, I believe she said it was her son she was picking up.
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, you can join our conversation, 888-720-9677 with Congressman John Larson, who's joining us remotely uh, from uh, his office. Uh, Bill's calling from Middletown. Uh, bill, you have a question related to what we're talking about, this family's First uh, r- r- bill that how- the House has passed is now before the Senate uh, to help uh, small business owners?
1: Yeah, how you doing? Okay. Um, Good. Good. As a small business owner, um, I haven't heard anything about how the employer would go about, you know, I have employees and if they have to stay home for being sick or we're forced to close or what have you, um, how do I go about, you know, applying for this money or getting reimbursed or or whatever? And also the small business administration loans, is that done through a bank or through directly through the government, how's that? It's gonna
2: come through the it's gonna come through the small business administration in conjunction with the state. But your your question is very timely. It's operational. And while we're talking about a bill that was passed, it is not operational yet. Meaning that it, you know, hasn't passed the Senate and been signed into law and then go through the various agencies. But the uh timeliness of this is to try to speed up the process as quickly as we possibly can so that small uh, business owners like yourself will be able to direct both their employees, uh, and, uh, and you as an employer to either take advantage of the small business loans. There's another proposal out there to also talk about direct grants, uh, or cash. Uh, A number of these uh, issues are going to have to continue to be uh, debated. There was quite a bit of uh, resistance in Washington to doing uh, much of anything. But I think fortunately now uh, people realize uh, that this is dramatic and it's upon us and it's timely that we act as quickly as we possibly can to get out uh, with the A relief that we can for people in every uh, segment of the economy.
0: Do you anticipate the Senate voting this week,
2: Congressman? Yes, uh, we do anticipate them voting
0: you can join our conversation with congressman john larson the number eight 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 seven two zero nine six seven seven or find us on facebook and twitter at where we live i'm lucy nal we're going to continue our conversation after the break we're also going to ask uh, congressman larson how congress will be able to continue to do its job because as well social distancing is important for them um... as well as us in terms of separating yourselves from people to avoid getting sick so how does congress continue to do its work if members of congress are also falling ill. We're going to find out more after the break. You can join us too. 888-720-9677. This is where we live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy nalpeth My guest today, Congressman John Larson. He's represented Connecticut's first congressional district since 1999. He's joining us today via Zoom. What question do you have for him, especially as our country works to slow the spread of coronavirus in communities? The number 888-720-9677. That's 888 720 wmpr Or find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. Uh, Sean's calling from Hartford. Sean, what's your question?
1: Yes, um, thank you, Lucy and Senator. My question is, um, if we just look at the facts, the facts being that over the last years and decades going back, in America alone, 12 to 61,000 people have died of the flu. Again, in America alone, 12 to 61,000 people have died from the flu. Worldwide, 646,000 people have died of the flu, for which we have a vaccine for. That's worldwide in years going back. And as we speak today, only 6,500 people have died of this corona flu as we speak right now. Why are we going in this panic? Please explain that to me why
3: are the media not telling us the full truth
0: about this? Well, Sean, thank you for your question. It's something that I know other people are considering. Uh, We are listening to public health experts, scientists, and researchers who are telling us that this is dangerous to our community. We don't have the antibodies for this coronavirus. And Congressman Larson, maybe you could speak more about the fact that we hear so often about why it's important to socially distance to keep this spread um, from rapidly um, coming to our communities, um, overloading our hospitals. I think the other day, uh, there was a talk that there is the Danbury hospital on the Western side of our state is at capacity. Can you address that? Uh, Sean's uh, point that he's trying to make?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And first of all, let me say, we get that, uh, question, uh, frequently. And I would say, uh, number one, uh, uh, thankfully the media is on top of this And, uh, uh, I share his concern because sometimes you can feel uh, that uh, an issue is blown out of, of proportion uh, in terms of how we're dealing dealing with it. But as you pointed out, Lucy, uh, the problem here is with the flu and other issues. Uh, we have vaccines and we have antibodies uh, to deal with them. Uh, and... Uh, the last time that we had something close to this was uh, Ebola, uh, which uh, certainly uh, was very alarming and concerning. It's my sincere hope. And uh, I'm always a, uh, a very optimistic that once uh, America directs its full attention uh, to this issue and with our labs and uh, uh, with our uh, industry, with our scientists, We're going to be able uh, to get our arms around this. And while they're saying it may take a year to 18 months to develop um, an effective vaccine, uh, they think that they're already having success with uh, some of the uh, remedies that they're uh, looking at for people uh, who uh, contract the uh, coronavirus. What we're most uh, concerned about is that the way that this spreads itself exponentially and uh, the way it happens and why crowds are conducive. And this is what they found out in China. And this is what they're learning painfully uh, in Italy. Uh, And to just put this in perspective, uh, and I know uh, the the caller was perhaps uh, frustrated Uh but but what's happened uh, on the uh today is St. Patrick's Day. Uh there was many closings of parades and social gatherings, etc. Uh but the uh uh Day in Christianity is Easter. And the Pope announced in Italy that uh while they would have mass via television in Saint Peter's Square, that it would not be open to the public for the first time in its history. And the reason is because of what the scientists are telling us uh, in terms of how the spread takes place. And Lucy pointed out, and we can't underscore this question enough, what we don't want to have happen is hospitals to become overwhelmed. And not only they become overwhelmed, but also their personnel, the people that are on the front lines of this the healthcare providers i don't know whether the uh listener uh, saw the 60 minutes special that was on the other evening when they talked about what's going on just across the border in new rochelle in new york and how people are dealing with this look we're a resilient people and yes we will get through this and yes i believe that our scientists and and uh, all the healthcare professionals and dedicated labs that we have and the pharmaceutical industry will ultimately come up with a solution, but it's been elusive. We haven't seen anything like this. We don't have it. And so therefore the extra precaution, and especially for people who are elderly, but it's also susceptible to people whose immune systems have been compromised for whatever the reason, whether it be a chronic disease, whether you're young or old, whether, for example, you were going through chemotherapy. There are a host of things that healthcare advisors and Dr. Fauci and others have been advising us to do. Now, the nation has also, since I've been in Congress, we've been through September the 11th. And yes, we've been through the great recession of 2008 and 2009, where the stock market and nearly collapsed completely uh the, those are crisis so is this and it has to be taken seriously because of the way that this virus spreads itself and without a remedy without rem and specific effective remedy right now or vaccines uh that's what's created the alarm so this is the best way to deal with this And let us hope that through programs like uh, NPR and uh, we're gonna be able to get as much information out to individuals and then they act on it the way that they should. And hopefully they're following the recommendations of the Center for Disease uh, Control. But this is not uh, some hysterical thing that's, uh, uh, that's being perpetrated by the media. This uh, disease and its impact are real. You only have to look to Europe if you don't believe what's going on in China and to recognize that there is going to continue to be uh, an exponential growth of this. The way to stop that, the way to minimize it, is to do all of the social distancing uh, recommendations that have come forward from the CDC.
0: You can join our conversation. You're hearing Congressman John Larson here on Where We Live, the number 888-720-9677. Uh, Maria is calling from Middletown. Maria, you're on the show.
3: Hi, Congressman. It's good to Hi, hear Maria. you, and I want you to know that I appreciate everything you've done for the state of Connecticut. I have a comment about uh, current um Well, I just have a comment about airports and the TSA. I've seen some pictures of people getting off planes and being packed into airports. And it just seems to me that some of the, well, something should be done about it and it should have been done sooner. And I want to know if the airports are privately run, if the TSA is staffed up, if anybody is looking at this, because I know domestic flights are still continuing. And maybe you had a good experience at Dulles, but Chicago, those poor people waited four hours or six hours in line and they were packed into the airport and they weren't screened. And talk about community spread. It's its probably all over the country by now, just from that one incident.
2: Uh,
0: thank
3: you, Maria. Thank answer. you. Go
0: ahead, Congressman John Larson. Well,
2: again, uh, Maria, it's a, it's a great question. And to your point, uh, uh Yet, was the nation prepared for this? The short answer is no. Uh, And uh, even though there were calls by uh, a number of us, and let me uh, commend Rosa DeLauro, uh, Jim Hines, and others of the Connecticut delegation, uh, Joe Courtney and Johanna Hayes, that were leading uh, the effort with the administration to say, look, we've got to, get on top of this. Uh, And with the calls for us uh, to, uh, for all Americans that were abroad as we were canceling trips to Europe, uh, et cetera, first with China, South Korea, uh, Japan, et cetera. uh, But then with Europe, that meant that citizens were scrambling to get back home as soon as they could. This, as you point out, uh, I was at National Airport, not Dulles, but this created problems because the points of entry that they could come back to were limited. Uh, they were limited because they wanted uh, to make sure that they were doing uh, the appropriate uh, screening. Uh, uh, surely it could have been done uh, better, uh, surely uh, TSA and let's give these government employees a little shout out here too, who again are also on the front line and have to go through all of this. And a point we should have made earlier, but I don't believe that we did uh, with regard to masks and gloves and precautions. Uh, Clearly uh, what your mother advised you uh, early on was always the most important thing to make sure that you wash your hands and Uh, with soap and water. And when absent that, using whatever form of Purell or uh, uh, hand sanitizers that you have available to you, don't touch your face. Uh, Those are all the common sense, uh, practical things. And what we're told, especially by CDC is, uh, and we've seen this run in supermarkets on everything from toilet paper to food, the the supermarkets and are going to remain open and well-stocked. There's not a concern and there's no need to panic here. And most of the masks and stuff that people have been purchasing are not effective with this virus. And we want to make sure that the money, focus, and effort goes to our first responders and our frontline healthcare professionals so as they go out and assist our community they're taking care of. Congressman so, John
0: Larson, I just wanted, before we take some more calls, uh, sure. you know, I, earlier I had posed the question of how Congress continues to do its job as members also try to keep from getting sick. Um, there are, I believe, political reported that this Congress is one of the oldest Congresses in terms of average <laughs> age. So what is the plan? Um, as you travel back and forth, you have jobs to do as well, but your health uh, could also be compromised.
2: Well, yes, but, uh, we have a responsibility too. And, uh, I just mentioned, uh, the 60 minute special that was on the other night where, uh, healthcare professionals were going to the doors of people that have been, uh, isolated and have to perform the testing. Uh, and they do so, uh, knowing that they're going into harm's way. The people that come to the emergency room and again. Uh, We can't emphasize enough, Lucy, that you should call your health care, your doctor, your health care professional. And absent that, call uh, 211 and get the kind of direction if you have those symptoms.
0: But what about Congress, uh, Congressman Larson?
2: Congress, Congress is uh, we have the attending physician's office in Congress that instructs us. We get daily briefings, but now the precautions are to stop the visits, to stop, to start doing the for the staffs first and foremost that they're able to do teleconferencing and work from uh, uh, work from home, and that uh, we continue to try to utilize uh, uh, the social distancing ourselves. But the point I was getting to is this: we have a responsibility to vote. And so we have a responsibility to get there. There isn't yet a remedy in the Constitution for uh, voting uh, uh, while you're not uh, in distance voting. Uh, So uh, not that that couldn't be achieved. uh, And it's something that Congress is going to have to look into and study in the event. uh, uh, And this was discussed, frankly, after September Mm -hmm. The 11th, when Washington, D.C. itself was a target uh, uh, by terrorists. Uh, In this case, with the virus, uh, everyone's the target. Uh, And members have got to do everything they can to follow the healthcare advice that the CDC uh, provides us. Limit exposure, do as much as you can with regard to social distancing. Do teletown halls instead of actually doing town hall forums as we typically would do in the first congressional district. And then uh, meet with your constituents uh, via the phone and get information uh, so that you can uh, turn that into a policy. But anecdotal evidence about, hey, look, at, I was at this airport and The crowds were uh, long, all these people came in. What's being done about that? This information is taken back to Washington. Things are being done currently. Uh, Were they ready for this onslaught? Short answer, no. Will we be ready in the future? Let us hope so because that's where we need to put our money. That's where we need to put our effort. Uh, that's what we have to do to try to continue to protect people who will still have to work, who will still have to travel, uh, and still uh, find themselves in harm's way uh, with this virus. And so while we're waiting for the uh, vaccine, while we're looking at the remedies, let us continue to practice in a common sense manner all the recommendations of the CDC and let Congress work on the relief packages. I should have mentioned also, Lucy, uh, at the uh, uh, outset that uh, uh, we also, aside from uh, providing uh, paid sick leave and paid family and medical leave for workers employed by small and medium-sized businesses, it also provided uh, $1 billion for food assistance program, and this is important including providing foods for low-income and pregnant women and mothers with young children and assistance to local food banks and home-delivered meals to seniors. It also gave the states the resources and the flexibility to provide unemployment aid to people laid off or furloughed due to the coronavirus.
0: Well, Congressman Larson, again, uh, that bill still needs to be passed by the U.S. Senate. You said earlier that it may happen this week. I want to take one more call before we head to break. Anthony's calling from Bethany. Anthony, uh, what's your question?
1: Hi. um, I was just curious if there are any plans in the future to suspend mortgage payments, as other countries are currently doing, to help those affected by job loss or loss of hours.
2: Uh, all of these issues are currently being discussed. Uh, I would also add that Joe Courtney has a bill, and this came up yesterday in our phone calls of Lucy, to uh, with interest rates, with the Fed lowering them now to zero, Joe Courtney and the Education Committee have, uh, have put forward a bill that essentially would allow all uh, people to uh, take their student loans and refinance them so that they would be like a two percent across the board uh, student loan this would be a uh uh, a a tremendous uh, uh asset the connecticut judicial branch has also suspended all eviction and foreclosure hearings for the next two weeks in addition uh connecticut public utilities authority has ordered gas, electric and water and public service companies it regulates to implement a shut off moratorium and refrain from terminating utility service to residential customers, except for reasons of public safety for a 30 day period subject to renewal uh, to ensure all residents may uh, safely remain in their home during this epidemic as well. But the question on uh, mortgages, et cetera, is one that the Finance Committee is also delivering uh, on in Congress as well.
0: You're hearing Congressman John Larson again joining us via Zoom today here on Where We Live. I'm Lucy nalpa He represents the 1st Congressional District. We're going to continue our conversation right after the break. You can join us, too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. This is where we live from Connecticut Public Radio. I'm Lucy Nopithanchel. As coronavirus cases increase, so does our stress. On the next where we live, that's Thursday. We're going to talk about anxiety and how this is affecting our mental health. What are you doing to treat yourself during this crisis? How are you talking about it with your kids? That conversation on Thursday. Uh, Today with me joining via Zoom is Congressman John Larson. He represents Connecticut's first congressional district. Uh, Dan's calling from Willimantic. Dan, what's your question?
1: Hi, thank you, Uh, and hi, Congressman. Um, Hi, in Speaking with mental health. Um, I have a question regarding nonprofits who I think are in a particularly tough place at the moment. Um, Sure. We can't stop serving services to the um, uh, most vulnerable folks at this time, Um, and we also have no way to raise prices or make up lost income or anything like that because of the nature of the business. Um, What's being done to offset losses and avoid negative impacts on employees and, and folks we're serving?
2: Well, uh, the uh, same uh, uh, issues as they relate to both uh, small business loans and uh, with respect to um, unemployment uh, and people being furloughed and paid family and medical leave would also apply to uh, not-for-profits.
0: Janelle's calling from Danbury. Janelle, what's your question? Hi, thank you
3: for um, uh, speaking today with us about these issues. I was wondering, because I have not heard anyone speak about this, I'm concerned and wanted to know about taxes, especially since they're due in less than a month. Um, And my financial concern with regard to my tax returns, if people owe money, uh, is that being addressed at all?
0: Thank you, Janelle.
2: Uh, in ter- I assume you mean if you don't have the money to pay your taxes. Uh, I would assume that. Uh, but uh,
0: is there any? I'm 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 not familiar with this, but has the IRS are they able to uh, change the deadline of April fifteenth?
2: Well, I don't uh, I don't know whether or not they've th- that has been discussed uh, at this particular um, a point, but of course those were for the taxes that were levied, uh, in the, in the past year. And, uh, uh, it's a great question. Um, I don't know that the IRS has taken any specific, uh, uh, plans to, to do that, but, uh, that's something we we should definitely look into,
0: Congressman. We just have a few minutes left. Again, uh, President Trump has expressed this interest in having a payroll tax cut to attempt to boost the economy in the face of this pandemic. I understand this money that goes into the Social Security fund. I mean, what is your response to this idea? Considering you know you you've been pushing a proposal to uh, bolster Social Security.
2: Well, uh, that's what we think ought to be done. We think that rather than depleting the fund and yet you know again and we started this whole thing off with someone saying why are we sending more money to people and reducing taxes of of corporations that isn't going to have a direct impact and the most vulnerable population in this uh for the coronavirus are people uh and it it grows uh higher from age 60 to 70 and then from 70 and 80 and, and above those are in fact the most vulnerable people and uh, i believe that what we need to do is get money into their hands because that's money that helps stimulate the economy and they spend it exactly in the places that you want them to at their local pharmacy at their food store at their cleaners heating and cooling their home and doing the essential necessities Uh, that they're that they're going to to need Uh, and so yes uh, I think it was unanimously resisted uh, by uh, uh, Democrats in the House and in the uh, Senate and frankly bipartisanly I think a number of Republicans also recognized that uh, while having a holiday as was done uh, during uh, the uh, Obama administration could act as some kind of stimulus, a better stimulus, given the nature of this virus, given the targeted population that it hits, would be to send money directly to them. And we're gonna be initiating legislation that will do uh, just that as part of the third wave of uh, packaging to get money into the hands of people that are most uh, uh, directly uh, impacted by this.
0: Uh, Congressman John Larson, again, just a couple of minutes. You know, earlier you talked about this country will is uh, will be able to be resilient uh, in the face of this pandemic. A lot of frustration that there weren't enough uh, tests to put out into communities so that health professionals could conclusively find out, um, you know, if people have coronavirus. Right now, it's if people are sick enough to go to the hospital that they're able to be tested. Uh, What should be happening in the next couple of weeks? And frankly, is it too late now to get? these tests out as more people again are socially distancing and just trying if they get sick uh, to to keep from spreading it to others
2: no in fact it's even more imperative uh because as you may have heard speaker pelosi say and the focus of our legislation initially and we heard this from every sector of the professional health care providers and scientists still is testing 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 uh social distancing and self-isolating and whatever is helpful not everybody is going to contract contract the disease and some may be naturally uh, uh, immune to it but we've got to have the testing capability to get our arms around the scope and to better assist uh, with uh, some of the remedies uh, that we're going to have from South the-
0: learning from South yeah. Korea. They've they've been able to um, uh, test. They were uh, able their- to
2: do ten thousand mm-hmm. a day, and uh, now we're uh, streamlining the process so that we're going to be able to do it. We should have, I thought, taken the effort from the World Health Organization, who also offered the administration its testing. It it rejected those. There have been a number of mistakes, I believe, that have been made along the way, and there'll be ample time to hold people accountable and criticize that but what i found lucy quite frankly is that in our conversations with people they're less concerned about laying blame right now as they are about rolling up your sleeves and getting the job done on behalf of people and that's that's got to be the focus in the short term and then congress always has the responsibility of oversight and review for what happened and what transpired but now In the midst of this crisis, let's all roll up our sleeves and pull together as this country traditionally does in a crisis, whether it was September 11th or the Great Crash or, frankly, uh, the Great Depression, World War II or any of the crises this country has been through.
0: This uh, hour has gone quickly. Congressman John Larson, uh, you're running for re-election. You've been serving the 1st Congressional District since 1999. I believe Betty Dang is running as Republican uh, in the GOP primary. Uh, We hope to have you back soon. Thanks again.
2: Well, Lucy, thank you. I look forward to coming back, and I enjoy it. What a great voice you have, too. A lot better than Colin (laughs) McElroy.
0: And I'm wearing green. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Happy St. Patty's Day to you. (laughs) Carmen Baskoff produced today's show. Thanks to Cat Pastor. Our tech producer. I'm Lucy Dalpathanchel. We'll be back on Thursday.